Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Lay back, sit back, stand up, just relax and listen, because we're going to have a conversation about the mundane. And one thing that we try to promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to drift off. And if you aren't able to drift off and you're just able to sort of listen to us ramble on, then we hope you just relax and get in a state of Chillness is how I would describe it. It's just a state of non-worrying. Thank you for listening, and thank you for joining us. We hope that you will end up listening and falling asleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Nidhi, what do you have at your desk, whether it be at work or at home? Do you have certain things that you need at your desk and... Is there a difference between your desk at work and your desk at home? Oh, good question. So it's a little series of questions. Yeah, there's, there's a few desk in questions. There. Desk questions. Probing desk questions. You know, and they say, like, you can tell a lot about someone's personality by what they have on their desk. Oh. I don't know if that's true. Sure. I may have also just made that up. Hey, listen. But it sounds like something someone would say. I, I, was, I was buying into it for sure. <laughs> well, it might be true. But I just I, want to let everybody know that Nitty spilt my water all over the area that I'm currently working in. So that's why I don't keep water in glasses at my desk. Oh, what do you keep them in? I keep it in like a bottle. Like a like a like a glass like bottle. Like a Perrier bottle, or like, or do you have a special? Like I have one of those Voss bottles or something like that that I put it in because then it also helps me make sure that I'm still hydrated when I'm at work. Okay. So I always have. Some water. Sure. I also have um, a series of desks. Like a desk. A series of desks. I have one desk. my goodness. (laughs) One desk. Um, No, a series of like... uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like uh, folders or like folder organizers. Okay. So that like there's, there's usually layered, three layers and, you know, things that are meant to for signature okay. one you're a filer so you've I'm got a f- like a uh, I'm a filer okay but then I also get so here's the interesting thing Marco I would like to think that I'm very organized and neat okay and then I'll go and I'll get messy because it's like okay I had five meetings in a row and I'll just dump a file somewhere it's sort of the nature of the work it piles on it piles or on. throughout the day 
things land on your desk. And I'll be okay for, for a little while sure. with it like that. And then I'll have these moments of just, where, like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's like all I need to do is rip up paper, declutter. Okay. I get rid of everything, which is fine when you're at home. Sure. But when you're at work and you start, like, ripping up files and saying, I don't need this anymore. I don't need this anymore. Get right. off my desk. Um, it's not a good situation. I see. I see. It can, or it can lead to a very problematic situation. Sure, but if you're a filer, I imagine you have copies of those Usually things. Usually, I have okay, like a digital so. copy. Or but something. do you have any? Like, do you have a stapler on your? Like, do you always I have, have to... a stapler? I have like a series of pens and pencils. Mm-hmm. I. It's not really my desk that has any sort of personalization. It's actually more of my cork board next to my okay. desk. That's kind of like a. I don't know, like a, there's always got to be color, like there's posters, there's sayings, there's communication things. Is there like a a cat on a wire that says hang in there? (laughs) No, No? not at this job at least. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. So for me, my, I love having a good stapler. Now I've got. What does that mean? That's a great question. So. I need a stapler that can go through many pages. I need a stapler that doesn't jam. I need a stapler that really can just staple what I need stapled. How many How many papers do you try and staple at That's once? That's a really good question. So let me backtrack here and said I, I say I got one of these environmental stapleless staples. Is that a thing? Yeah. And so it's this little plastic doohickey that you kind of put the paper in and you can't put many papers and what it'll do is it'll cut the paper and sort of thread it through it'll make a little notch into your paper and then that little notch that it makes so like a little tiny thin tab will get threaded through a little loop that it's made Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not describing it right but I tried it and I hate it so it sounds from your description, mm-hmm. it sounds like something that is just never going to work for whatever reason. It can staple two to three pages, maybe four max, and then see Done. you later. I need something that can go through 25 pages. Is there yes. even such Listen. a stapler? Because <laughs> sometimes like you need a heavy duty one. I need, I need a good stapler. I need something that will, will really staple because oftentimes I'm printing out reports and I like to have, I know it's not environmental, but I do like to have hard copies of what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, scripts oftentimes are many pages, so if I can staple like a good 25 pages of it, then that's a good chunk of script that I'm going through. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a good stapler. Maybe. Well, no stapler is going to staple what you, that's a lot of... That's a lot of paper to staple okay, through. Even give me fifteen. Give me a staple, <laughs> a stapler that will give me a good staple that will go through fifteen. Right now, I have something that looks like half the size of a proper stapler. That's yellow. That jams all the time. I think it's a child stapler. You have a child stapler. No, it's not. It's a dollar store stapler. I need well, a good, go. well-made, made in America metal stapler. Staples. Like I just need something that will just and will. It will give a nice big thunk when I make the staple. I don't care if it costs $50, but I want a good stapler. So if you know 
the make of a really good stapler or you happen to find a really good stapler, it would make my life so great. And so, I don't know why I haven't gone out to buy a stapler because it's not that hard of a thing. So to our listeners, mm. clearly Marco is very, very passionate about the staple situation that he has. so Because then you get a stapler that jams, and that is as infuriating because, Nitty, for me to unjam my stapler, I have to then take the stapler remover, you know, the thing that kind of oh, yeah. looks like a... Oh, yeah. I think the staplers, kinda... the people who make the staplers and the stapler removers are obviously in cahoots with one another. Sure. But all this to say, because you are so passionate uh, mm-hmm. about it, I encourage our listeners to tweet us at Listen and Sleep with their staplers of choice for Marco so that he can go and find the stapler of his dreams. But here's a question, Marco. Mm-hmm. When you have that many sheets of paper that need to be bound together, mm-hmm. why a staple and not a clip? Oh, I have a lot of clips. I do use clips. I do use a lot of bull clips and a lot of clips. I have tons of them. Sometimes you need a stapler. That's all I can say. You need to commit and just staple. Now, here's something interesting. So my my family often says I'm very difficult to buy presents for. So, but yet you're a really good gift giver. Yeah. And so all I want is a stapler. I'm not asking for the world. I just want a stapler. Now, I just printed I had a audition I had actually two um, acting gigs today one was an audition so it wasn't really a gig and one was an acting gig and so Nitty, I don't know if you do this but I like to print on the back side of um, the side like you know when you're done when you're done with with paper you print on the opposite side so as not to waste the paper so you, you kind of like mm-hmm. Am I, am I making myself clear to you what I'm saying? I know what you mean, and I know where this is probably going. I usually, when I'm doing that, what I'll do is on the on the side that is used, mm-hmm. I'll put an X on it. Okay. So that when it goes through the printer again, I know which side is the correct side, okay. just in case. Right, fair. So I printed my sides on our, we call, we call um, scripts, sides and whatnot. I printed my script on yellow paper. Okay. For listeners who don't know this, when you get a script, the first copy will be white, and then if they make uh, revisions to the script, you'll get different colors so you know that you're not on the, the same, same script. Version. Like the, the versions change, and they change in color. So we had a yellow script that was no longer needed because we had taped or, or, or that script had been filmed and, and no longer needed. So I was printing on the back side of this yellow paper. And I really enjoyed reading my scripts off yellow paper. There was something about it. As I was learning my lines, I found it. The lines really stuck in my head really quickly. Oh, so you're like, there's something therapeutic or calming or um, something that aligns with your brainwaves that allows you, when you see it on yellow paper, to learn it better or it, it memorize it better somehow. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like, you know, a little woo-woo, but it just did. But that makes sense. You know how they say you should paint the room colors, like, of different rooms, mm-hmm. like, yellow sure. or, like, different, co- like, particular colors have, like, a calming effect versus, like, a 
not so calming oh, yeah. impact. An invigorating effect exactly. or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think that that would make sense in a weird way. So I went and I bought a ream of yellow paper that I can just use <laughs> for when I have to print out scripts that I have to memorize. I'll see how it works. So with this script that you had where mm -hmm. they changed the version onto the yellow script, oh, you hadn't yet bought, you hadn't yet gone through no, this. I this had, was the I reason actually, why you gotcha. gotcha what happened gotcha. was I printed on all those pages so I had no more yellow paper and I happened to be buying a paper, one of these, you know, uh, office supply stores, I won't mention the name, but... Um, but I'd probably get a good stapler there, hint, hint. <laughs> but um, uh, so I picked up a ream of yellow paper, and now I'm very happy. Well, good. Congratulations mm. on your newfound method. I, I also like to have a lot of highlighters near me. You love highlighters. It's really, uh, mm. it, it, oddly enough, you love highlighters, but I don't see you using highlighters all the time. Like, with the amount of highlighters you have, mm -hmm. you would think that you're highlighting every single line or every single thing. I guess you do have, you do do a lot of different colored pens. Yes. You like the different colors and things like that. I feel like it helps me organize the content that I'm working on. Like your thoughts, my and thoughts, the and just like it separates it in such a bold way, a visual way, right. and I guess because I'm a visual per learner, person, learner, or whatever, it really helps me. Um, and it, and you know, people tend to use black, blue, or red in their daily lives. You know, I don't like using black ink pens, mm -hmm. uh, like blue ink pens. Right. And then what happens is I end up with a house full of black ink pens because I don't use them. And so I throw them in drawers and then all of a sudden my drawers are full of black ink, black ink, ink pens. Wow. I should give them to you because you like black ink. Yeah. Right? love black ink. And I like blue ink. And then I lost a pen today. I had this beautiful blue ink pen that I took with me. I lost it. And then I went to Starbucks and I asked the woman, do you have a pen I could borrow? I'll bring it right back. Of course, it's a black ink pen. And of course, I don't bring it right back. But I happened to do this gig, and I was handing out all these blue pens because people had to write. And so I grabbed a couple, and then I went back to the Starbucks, and I gave the black pen, and I gave them an extra blue pen because I said, thank you for letting me use it for the whole day. Well, aren't you nice? But the person who I borrowed it from was no longer there. Her shift was done. So, right, she, so she still thinks you're she kind thinks, of a jerk. Well, Whatever. I guess I was, actually. <laughs> But yeah, that's my, that's, I'm always fascinated by how people like to organize. Are there any photos on your desks at work? Uh, so it's not specifically on my desk. Okay. It's on like, so uh, in, in my office there's a desk and then there's like a, like a cabinet right across from it. And on the cabinet, it's, uh, that's where I keep my photos okay. and stuff. And so it's a photo of my grandparents, actually, a vintage oh. photo of my mom's parents. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. It is. I like it. So, yeah. Marco, I've been watching a lot of historical dramas lately. Oh. And I really enjoy that because I like, I'm a history buff. I guess you and I know that you enjoy history as well and it made me think like is there a particular moment in time or era or historical figure that if you can go back in time or like have the time machine sure. like where would you go Ooh. 
Great question. I mean, you know, immediately I want to go to the Renaissance, but really, I, I don't think I would enjoy being there. No. Why? Why? Why the Renaissance? So much was going on, mm. and it was so. Isn't there something cool about it? I would be worried about getting sick. That's just it. It's like that's why I don't think I would enjoy it. And people, people back then were getting killed for no reason. Like you know, it yeah. wasn't. It, it wasn't as pleasant as it is today. Right. Um, I'd like to go back to the 80s. Oh, the 80s? Yeah. Well, you were there before. I was, but I was young, right? And right. I would like to go back now so I could really enjoy what the 80s were. Like you would want to be like a coked up stockbroker or... I don't, that's not the first thing I think of, but... <laughs> Think about it. professionals. See, the, you know, having lived through the eighties, I don't remember too many of those running run into too many of those people. I just think it was an interesting time for music and I love listening to eighties music and just it could also be just a nostalgic thing, right? You know what I mean? So right, um, but um, and nobody really got killed for no reason. Um, really? Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Unlike. The Renaissance or Roman okay, times, where okay. people were, okay. no, that was me moving the chair was you know thrown to the lions and things like right. that. That right. wasn't that wasn't happening. You're right. So, uh, how about yourself? You know, it's funny because I think it's an interesting question for women. Oh, because there's not many eras in like modern history or what we know of modern history that you can kind of go back to where women were necessarily treated well right or at least that's what the records show show i would uh two places okay. so one i'd love to go to ancient egypt oh. like the time of cleopatra and sure. kind of see what that was all about because as a society mm -hmm. they seemed to have some not so progressive views but the way their society kind of revered women and things like that sure. and women's place in society seemed really interesting and there's a mysticism about that time that I find very interesting as well like right. you know what do the pyramids mean why did this happen mm -hmm. so I think it would just be cool to kind of go back there and see what it was really all about and to see like the Library of Alexandria and right. see what kind of knowledge has been kept there because mm -hmm. apparently we are closer in time or in, from a generational perspective we're closer in time to Cleopatra than Cleopatra was to the first Egyptians oh okay that's, Crazy, a, right? that's a neat thing I didn't yeah. realize that yeah okay. so it's it's interesting it would be an interesting society what's interesting is I don't think Cleopatra was Egyptian Oh, was she not? Yeah, I think... Like Nubian? No. Macedonian, I think she was. No. Yeah, keep talking. I'll look Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I only say that because my friend uh, portrayed Cleopatra in um, in a film. and uh, Found out that about her? Interesting. And she happens to be... Um, Greek, so she was saying that. Yeah, I'll look it up. But okay. you were you you were saying. And then the second place I would love to go back to is kind of like the whole. I think you know, the Bible times. Like I'd like to see the whole Jesus Christ thing. No, I have no interest. Really? Not really. Cleopatra I, was a member of the 
Ptolemaic dynasty, a family of Macedonian Greek origin that ruled Egypt after Alexander the Great. So there you go. So I think her origins may have been Greek, Maybe. but I think she was Egyptian. Egyptian? Well, I don't know. Look what kind of historical scholars we are. I know. We, start, <laughs> we open this can of worms. Yeah, I know. I'm sure people We're like, are Wikipedia so... will tell us. Um, but I, yeah, so the time of Jesus Christ, that's what mm. I was thinking. Which is funny because I'm not Christian, but right. I just find it fascinating. Sure. I find it fascinating. Too many crucifixions, too many, too many things, too, too many, many things happening too many, there. I would just like to see like what the real account is. You know, like, for sure. me, it's like I just want to know Mary Magdalene. Right. What was her thing? What was her story? Sure. What was her story? But see, the danger in sort of these what ifs or like going back in time is it's all fine and dandy to, to say I want to go back to sort of Christian times, but what if you end up going back as a slave, right? Like you'd want to pick, you'd want to pick what... What you can be. What you can be or be a fly on the wall type type scenario because... I agree. Yeah. I'm assuming in the time machine that I'm always kind of the equivalent of a rich white man. You know what okay. I mean? Like I'm... Whatever That's that is... Okay, yeah, sure. whatever that is mm-hmm. in the time that I'm going back to, I'm right. just assuming that's what Fair. I would be so life wouldn't be necessarily difficult you know what's interesting that they say that and when I say they I can't pinpoint who they are but a lot of say let's say um, let's say new age thinkers for lack of a better a better term but people who sort of look into this or, or really um, gravitate to this sort of thought that time doesn't end and so that it just it's continuous mm-hmm. so meaning that while we're having this conversation here in, in in this time period whatever happened in Christian times is continuing to happen whatever happened in the Renaissance is continuing to happen oh, interesting. what happened to us when we were five years old continues to happen so that there's a continuous sort of and I know I'm saying this incorrectly once <laughs> this again is very Stephen Hawking like, of you um we are we are full of non-facts here on the Insomnia Project. Please do not quote us on anything. You know, we just we just refer to what we remember having read or someone has told us. It's often mostly someone has told us. Oftentimes, Nitty will be like, "Marco, I think you told me this," and I'm like, "No, I didn't." But, but sounds, it sounds, reason, like sounds reasonable to me. I tell a lot of people a lot of things, I guess, but supposedly, like, uh, time doesn't stop and it just continues. And so, what's happening to us now, and what happened to us five hours ago? continues to happen what happened 15 years ago continues to happen and i guess that would mean what happens 10 years from now is also continuing to happen see i okay that's interesting because i i get the whole parallel universe thing and sure. that you know we might be sitting in a parallel universe not making this podcast but doing something else or, okay. or whatever you know that um like or making inf- the podcast that helps you stay awake yes there okay. you go the opposite mm-hmm. um and that like you know how they say that every choice you make opens up kind of like a in, in another universe the person has made a different choice right. like you have made a different choice and there's sure. all these old, like infinite realities mm-hmm. that operate around us but I've never heard about it all being sort of continuous. Sort of linear, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now, if you had the opportunity to live on the moon or live on a planet, like, yeah. like, no? No. No, no interest. No interest. You know what? There's so Assuming much. Assuming that you could. No. 
no interest. There's too much to see on this planet. Okay. And I love traveling, as you know. And I haven't seen, I've only seen a fraction of what I want to see. So you keep Venus, you keep Mars, <laughs> I'll stay on Earth and just explore here. Fair enough. You, on the other hand? You know what? I would be way too scared of the rocket ship trip there. Okay. So, yeah. I can't get on a plane without getting a little bit nervous. So Fair enough. Rocket ship's not going to work. What you need to do when you go on a plane is download some of our episodes. I do. do you? I do. Have you done that on a plane? Yeah, I have. Oh, that's great. And has it helped? It has helped. I've told you before, like, Marco doesn't believe me, but I actually do fall asleep to this podcast, uh, oddly enough, especially when I'm having, like, uh, a difficult time or sure. whatever. I'll actually listen to the podcast and... You're always amazed because you can't listen to the sound I of can't your voice. Because I can't listen to my voice because then my head judges what I sound like. Because I feel like I sound... I, I feel like I have a great voice. And then I hear my voice and I'm like, oh my God, this is my voice? Like, you know, it's like... I, I think many people feel that way. But it's it's really difficult when you envision your voice one way and then you hear it back and it's not. It's funny. It's sort of like... Uh, remember growing up or not even growing up but when you listen to radio DJs or, mm-hmm. or hosts or, or whatever and they have a sound and you think you know what they look like sure. based on the sound of their voice mm-hmm. and then you see a picture and you're like they're not at all what I thought they would look like it's a little bit like that but not at all right in a weird way see I feel like I sound like Wolfman Jack but then when I see myself, I, I look more like Casey Kasem. I sound more like Casey Kasem. I'm just picking random uh, DJs. Do you remember Wolfman Jack? You looked I don't, at me. but Casey, Casey Kasem, I remember. Mm-hmm. Wolfman Jack, was. I was little, and they would always talk about this DJ and Wolfman Jack who had a beard. and I don't know. I guess he would howl. I don't know. But <laughs> he was one of those people that were like one of those, I don't even want to say celebrities, but people people that were in the ether that people would often refer to wolfman jack wolfman jack maybe one day you'll be able to record a podcast with him he's dead but in a parallel universe (laughs) in a parallel universe (laughs) and on that note (laughs) we hope that you had a chance to listen and sleep and if you didn't and you listened to the end of this podcast we thank you for staying with us as we talked a lot about what ifs or where would you or who would you or what would you what are those called uh, what ifs? What if scenarios? What ifs, yeah. Scenarios. Yeah. As always, we are uh, recording here in Toronto, Canada, and we are produced by Drumcast Productions. So, to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. If you are still a- awake, why don't you go onto iTunes and uh, rate us, give us a review if you'd like, let us know. I don't know. Let us know whatever your thoughts are, really. And uh, don't forget to send Marco your staple, stapler uh, ideas or thoughts or recommendations yeah. on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. And we will see you next time.